Hello guys and welcome to the GMFL podcast. Had a little week off last week. Um, I don't want this to get to the point where I'm doing it for the sake of it and feeling like I have to just fill airspace with words. You know, I only want to do this when I feel like I have something um, beneficial or something useful to say. So some weeks, you know, there might not be a podcast. Some weeks, some weeks there might be two or three. It depends how busy I get, you know, with my thought process. So... My schedule at the moment is, you know, I'm quite busy. We're doing a lot of one-to-ones, a lot of personal training still. Uh, we're awaiting being able to open the gym fully, back for classes and to have more people visiting. Staying active, training with the fighters, getting them ready for a return to competition as soon as we can. And just taking a little bit of time to kind of investigate who I am, what I stand for, what my purpose is, and all this other sort of like deep shit. And that I think a lot of us pay lip service to. So I've been having a few chats with quite a few people lately who, I, I don't know if it's like because of lockdown and stuff, and we're, obviously we're a year in now, a lot of us had, had a lot more time on our hands, a lot less to do, a lot less to look forward to. And as a result, I think a lot of us have actually gone a lot more internal. Looking inside our thought processes, getting a little bit more in tune with that little voice inside our heads. So some of us are kind of like trying to trying to reestablish who we are and, and, and what this is all about, why we're here, right? We're getting quite deep today already. God damn. So the way, you know, I, like I said, I've said to you guys before, I like to get up in the mornings. I like to spend five minutes just in silence, you know, just breathing. I wouldn't even put the label meditation on it. You know, I'll literally sit down and I'll just breathe for five minutes and let the thoughts come and go. Not trying to focus on anything in particular not trying to force anything just allowing the thoughts to come and go of their own accord and and observing you know as you would an outsider just observing the process seeing what happens and i find that little bit of peace and quiet is allowing me to listen to the internal chatter a little bit more before it starts getting drowned out by daily activities um so a lot of us you know if if we're talking about fitness when people come to train me, you know, often we, we start the process with, what's your goal? What, what, what are you hoping to achieve from this? And on the surface, you know, we'll have quite superficial goals initially. You know, it might be, you know, we want to drop a little bit of body fat. We want to tone up a little bit. Want to look a bit better in clothes or out of clothes even, you know. We'll be able to screw with the lights on for a change. Um, we have these little kind of like superficial things that, often overlie the actual real reasons for why we want to do stuff. So something I was introduced to is something called the triangle of awareness. So if you if you imagine a triangle, at the top of that triangle we have health, at the bottom left base of it we have performance, and at the bottom right base of it we have appearance. So we have three, three corners to this triangle, health, performance, and appearance. Now, if you were to draw this out for yourself on a piece of paper in front of you, you've got this triangle. Whereabouts would you put a dot when it comes to your goal? You know, Are you more towards how you appear? Are you more towards, you know, at the moment, maybe you're a bit more concerned about your health and you're trying to get your health markers better? Are you an athlete who's seeking peak performance? An elite competitor looking forward to getting back to competition and you want, you want to get on the top of your game? 
your dot will be somewhere on that triangle. Now, let's say for argument's sake, you are leaning towards performance. Let's say you're a competitive athlete. The further we go toward that corner of performance, the further away we get from health and appearance. Okay, now we're talking extremes here. Let's say we're all in. We're all in on performance. We're, we're training for the CrossFit Games or we're training for the Olympics or whatever it might be, right? Now, health is going to take a beating because the stress is demanded of the training ordeals is so great. You're pushing yourself to such a such an elite level. It's going to detract from your health. You may be taking years off your life. You may be causing joint damage. You may be causing hormonal damage just because the amount of overtraining that often comes with seeking these elite levels of performance. Let's say, for example, you're going for health. You know, health is most important to you right now. Okay, well, listen, maybe we need to dial back a little bit on your training. Maybe instead of crushing it in the gym six times a week, maybe you're only going three times. So then performance is going to suffer. Appearance might also suffer. There's two sides to it. You know, if we're looking at health, let's say we're, we're massively obese, well, health might mean having to lose some weight, right? However, if we've chronically dieted over the course of years and years and we've yo-yoed and we've binged and, you know, we're averaging sort of like 1,200 calories a day because we're now metabolically adapted, well, perhaps we need to actually look at getting those calories up a little bit, which might entail actually a little bit of weight gain in initial stages until we can get you back to a baseline whereby your, um, your maintenance calories is of a higher level and then we look to bring you back down again from there. So as a result, your looks initially or your appearance initially will um, take a turn for the worse. Performance may suffer. We're not getting in the gym as much. But we're sleeping more. We're eating more. Energy levels are better. Our libido's improved. And we're just feeling a little bit better, you know, all, all, all around. We've got a little bit more buzz to us, you know. That's health. Let's say we're going for appearance. Well, now, if we're going right into the corner of appearance, well, now we're, we're detracting from health because now we're looking at getting that body fat down. You know, and it depends on what that, um, what that concept of appearance looks like to you. Perhaps it is visible abs. Well, in that case, you know, we're, we're looking at getting down to single, single digits body fat. In which case, it's not a particularly healthy place to dwell. If we're, in, if we're living in that land for a little while, we've got to look at you know, weighing food. We've got to look at being really on point with our nutrition, what leads to sort of like a little bit neurotic behavior. Again, the more into, perform, um, more into appearance we get, the further away from performance we get. Because now we're eating in a calorie deficit and we're all about appearance. Well, listen, you ain't going to be training and doing max effort lifts all the time because you ain't going to have the energy to and your body composition is not going to be such to support that style of training. So you see, each corner comes with its own um, pluses and negatives. Each will detract from the other. Now, you can have them all. You can have, you can have performance. You can have health. You can have appearance. You can have it all optimally. You just can't have it at the same time. So what it comes back to is what's important for you right now. What is the big rock that you need to move immediately to move you closer towards where you want to be? I'll state again, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. So how do we get around this? Well, we take a periodized product approach. 
what is the most immediate thing? Like I say, let's say if you are an obese person and you're looking, you're looking at getting body fat down, you're looking at improving your appearance, and you know you want to be able to move a little bit and you know have a bit of pride about you and that kind of thing. Well, look, initially we got to look at the health. That's that's the most important thing. That's the that's the matter of urgency right now. How do we fix your health? That depends upon where you've come from. Are we chronically over-consuming calories? In which case, we need to bring that shit down. We need to bring that shit under control. Getting some good habits in place. Maybe looking at some behavior change. Maybe looking at some psychological issues that are keeping you in these habits and in these routines. If you are overweight, but you are massively under-eating, and yes, it can be a thing. Well, now we need to look at perhaps some reverse dieting protocols. Like I said earlier, to bump up your baseline calories so that we can then reduce from there to induce fat loss. Fat loss will only occur in a calorie deficit. However, if your maintenance calories are 1,200, how the fuck can we subtract from that without causing serious metabolic and hormonal damage? It would be like someone coming into the gym and saying, right, I want to I wanna be able to squat 200 kilos. You know, Adam, okay, what can you squat at the moment? I, I can squat 60. And I've just had knee surgery. And I've got a slip disc. Now for me to, you know, slap 200 kilo on the bar and go, go crack on. I think we could all agree would be massively irresponsible. However, that's what a lot of um, nutritionists are doing to people. Or what personal trainers are doing to people. People are turning up metabolically, hormonally damaged, chronically under eating but overweight. And we're putting them into a further calorie deficit. It's the equivalent of slapping all that weight on the bar and going, crack on, son. Good luck. And then we wonder why we're fucking failing them as an industry. It's a lack of education. So we need to look at where is the baseline? Can we get them back to homeostasis? Can we get this person back to a baseline whereby then we can make sensible, gradual change to move them in the right direction? However, in the interim, in the initial stages, it may mean that scale starts tipping the wrong way. The priority is getting them back to health. Without doing that, there's fuck all you can do for this person. Okay? So that's um, from the point of view of coaches. From the point of view of clients who are looking for fast weight loss, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. You never gained it fast. You sure as shit ain't going to lose it fast. So get that out of your head immediately. Okay? I'll say this to everybody who comes to me looking for, um, for weight loss and fat loss. Expect nothing to happen for six months. In a lot of cases, you're going to pay me to get you fatter. I'll let that sink in a little bit. Now, I say this because I'm honest. I say this because I disagree with a lot of what the industry tells people, that you can have six-pack abs in six weeks. Yeah, you can if your body fat percentage is under 15%. Because you're already training. You're already, a lot, of your, a lot of your things are already in place. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that average person who wants to make significant change. To make significant change demands significant time invested. It cannot happen overnight. It cannot happen in two weeks. It sure as shit can't happen in six weeks. So we need to stop fucking lying to people. And be honest, as an industry. In order to make change, it takes time and it takes education. Okay, so if you come to me asking for results, expect me to be honest with you and expect to be in it for the long haul. However, that said, as a result of it, you will have stuff that lasts you forever. 
It's an investment that will, will take you for the rest of your life. You will never need anyone ever again because you'll know exactly what to do, exactly what's going wrong, and exactly how to fix it. Any trainer worth their salt should be saying the same thing. Okay. Um, okay, so, you know, do do that triangle. Give that a go. You know, draw it down in front of you. Draw a triangle. Health at the top. Appearance at the bottom right. Performance bottom left. Draw your circle somewhere in that triangle as to what's important to you right now. Um, and that will kind of like guide you with regard to where you should be directing your energy right now. And understand that the further you lean towards one area, the further away from the others you want to be. Also know that if you stay bang in the middle of that triangle and try and have all of them, you're not going to be optimal at all of them. Okay, You can have a bit of each. You can't have all of each. So it's about coming to terms with that with regard to goals and um, managing your expectations. Okay, uh, where are we at? 13 minutes already, okay. Uh, just gonna deal with a couple of questions that have cropped up in the week now. Um, so cardio for fat loss, how much should you be doing? Is there optimal? Is it even a thing? Yeah, it is. I do my cardio. You know, I, I, do, I do a lot of cardio. Pretty much every day I'm doing something. Um, I'll do my steady state cardiac output three times a week. And that will entail, you know, I'll run no longer than 40 minutes. There's reasons for this. Once you get past 40, 45 minutes, you're at the point of diminishing returns. Okay, Unless you're an endurance athlete, unless you're training for a marathon, unless you are a, a, a person who is seeking to make endurance sports your thing, stop running for fucking hours at a time. It's not doing anything for you. All you're doing is beating yourself up. Okay, if we're doing it for fat loss, which is you know to get to the point of the question, cardio for fat loss, it's it's not the most bang for your buck. End of discussion. If we're training, while you are training, let's say you're going for a run, while you're training, you will burn more calories than you will in a resistance session. Okay, that's you know, no one's denying that. That stops the moment you stop running. If we do resistance training or, or perhaps, you know, some, some high intensity interval training, you know, a little bit shorter duration, but we're going intense, we'll burn less calories during that workout, but you will continue to burn after. In some extreme cases, this can be for up to 48 hours. That's not in every case. This is in some extreme cases, and we're probably talking more towards the, the realms of CrossFit here. But... So when it comes for bang for your buck, yep, during steady state cardio, you're gonna burn more calories. However, if we look at it over the course of the day, if you're doing your resistance training or your you know, high intensity training, you're gonna burn more calories overall. The other thing is we talk about efficiency of the system. If we are running for hours at a time, and I know some of you guys who are asking me about fat loss, you're telling me you're, you're training for fat loss, but I'm also seeing on your Instagram, you're running for an hour and a half at a time. A real steady plod, and you know, is you're basically undoing this with the work you're doing in your resistance training. You're trying to pull the, the organism in two different directions. You will never see a jacked marathon runner. You will never see a jacked endurance athlete. The body adapts to the um, the stresses demanded of it. So if you're telling your body, look, I need to be able to cover this much a distance in this much time, and I need to be able to keep going for two hours. Guess what your body's going to do? It's going to stop. Um, it's going to start shedding a little bit of lean muscle mass because that shit requires a lot of fuel. 
that ship requires a lot of oxygen. So that's going to try and make you lighter because it wants to reduce the, the amount of stress on your joints. It's trying to adapt to what you're asking of it. So your head is saying, I want more muscle mass. I want to get ripped. I want to get jacked. But the training you're doing is telling your body to adapt, to become lighter, to become skinnier, to become better at fat storage because that's the, that's the fuel you're using for this fucking workout. So you're training it to become very efficient with its fuel delivery and its fuel usage. As a result, we start to slow down metabolism a little bit. We want to conserve energy because we're asking it to run for a fucking hour and a half. So that needs to be very, very efficient. If you do resistance training, if you're doing the muscle building, if you're doing performance strength, um, power training, explosive training, you're telling your body, look, I need to be fucking strong. I need more muscle mass. I need to be able to jump higher. I need to be able to do these short bursts of energy. You're basically training your body to be kind of inefficient with its energy usage. It's like getting in your car, right? If, if Again, let's look, at, let's look at fuel. So if you get in your car, all right, you drive it nice and steady. You know, you're on a nice Sunday, you cruise control, taking it easy. Maybe you're getting a lot of miles to the gallon, right? As opposed to, I'm going to get in a Ferrari and I'm going to fucking floor it. I'm going to floor it to every single set of lights I see. I'm going to slam the fucking brakes on. Then I'm going to floor it again. How long do you think your fuel's going to last in that? It's not, right? It's inefficient. It's kind of what we want to be for our body. If we're looking at making change to our body composition, if we're looking at fat loss, if we're looking at trying to burn more calories at rest, which is what you should be trying to seek if you are after fat loss, then we want to train our body to be that inefficient Ferrari. So that's where your resistance training, your hit training, your interval training comes into play. Now, there's a place for cardio. I'm not arguing that. I told you, I do it. I do it for my heart health. I do it for my lung health. I do it for my circulation. I do it for my peace of mind. However, I don't overdo it. I keep my bouts, you know, to about, you know, 30, no longer than 40 minutes. And I'm keeping that heart rate within the zone that I need to cause adaptation to those systems I'm trying to improve. I'm not out trying to get PBs. I'm not out trying to outrun Mo Farah. I could give a shit what he's doing, man. Good luck to him. He can crack on. He, he can keep his medal. I'm not after it. Okay, so again, it comes down to what is it you're after? And if you're trying to t chase two birds at the same time, you're going to catch neither. So decide. Um, and last one for the day. So core for fighters. How to, how to develop a strong core. How to integrate that to your punching power. What are some of my favorite stuff? I, I You probably see on my Instagram, I... I don't do a lot of core exercises per se. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of all the crunches and you know the ab work as such, or for the visual abs. I don't have a six pack. I carry a little bit of body fat. Again, that's another discussion for another time. If you're a performance athlete, you don't want to be too skinny. If you're a combat athlete, you fucking definitely don't want to be too skinny because you're gonna get beat up. Okay, save that for fight camp. Save that for weight cut. If there's nowhere to go with it, well, you're kind of stuck in one place, right? So have a little bit of body fat about you, not too much but have some because it's going to protect your vitals and give you a little bit of body armor against the body shots while you're training. So core for fighters, forget about the six pack. Um, things I like, I like a lot of rotational work. I do a lot of med ball stuff, a lot of resistance bands. So you're working anti-rotation. I do a lot of carries. 
uh, whether that's single arm, whether it's uh, farmer's walks, whether it's overhead carries. Um, and I'll do a lot of landmine stuff. So for those who don't know, landmine is using a barbell. One end of the barbell will be down, wedged onto the ground. And you'll do a lot of rotational work holding the, the opposite end. So a lot of twisting, a lot of uh, coiling techniques. Um, and, you know, good old-fashioned planks, you know. If you can, if you can do a good plank, um, most people can't. It's, it's, it's very technical to get it right. There's certain engagements you need to get the most out of it. If you're someone who can hold a plank for six minutes, trust me, you ain't doing plank. Um, you should have a limitation of around, you know, one minute we should see significant breakdown of form if you're doing it right with the correct engagements. So certain planks are very good. Certain plank variations can be very good. But like I say, technically, if we're talking about carryovers for fighters, you want to replicate the demands of the sport somewhat. So we're talking anti-rotation, anti-flexion, how to be strong in a clinch, um, and also integrating carries. So we're working on that grip strength as well, which is especially important for MMA athletes, uh, BJJ competitors. So there's a lot of stuff that we can combine and make it a part of our resistance training overall. So we're training the core as part of an integrated unit with what you do. Um, with regard to specifics, I'll put some stuff up on my Instagram. It's very hard to describe this stuff over audio. So I'll put stuff, some stuff up on there. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll look to get another guest on for the next one. Hope you're all doing well. I hope we're nearly at the end of this lockdown shit now and you're looking forward to getting back in the gym. If you are after programs, we offer um, online remote coaching. Get in touch with your combat athlete, whether you're just, you know, uh, someone who's never trained before. Listen, we've got all bases covered. Wherever you're at, we'll meet you and we'll give you a program that can run alongside you in the gym, delivered by your mobile phone on an app. So it's super easy. Just scroll through and you can follow along on your phone so that when you get back to the gym, you know exactly what to do. You have a plan of attack to get you towards the goals you desire um, and you can get after it, right? Okay, guys, that said, Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will catch you up next time. Take it easy.